0: Good afternoon, it is Wednesday, August 5th, Um, this is episode 2 of the Trap Game Podcast. I am here with my co-host, Chris Smith.
1: Yo, 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 what's up?
0: What's up, And we have our third member of the crew, Nala the Pug, just hanging out, so if you hear any snorting or anything, that's uh, her (laughs) in the background. Um, Just wanted to say thanks guys for listening to the first podcast, Um, the response was awesome that we got so far. Um, and it kind of just made me realize that this is something that we want to do and we're going to keep doing it. So uh, yeah, let's get into it. Uh, Chris, you got anything you want to talk about today?
1: Yeah, so I'm going to actually start this off with uh, a real hot topic right now, a okay. real controversial oh, thing. we're getting happening. into
0: controversy already.
1: You know, and I don't want this podcast to be political at all. And right. I don't want, you know, to have giant heated debates on online, anything like that. But I think... But as much as this is affecting sports, we got to cover it somehow. Yeah. So I just want to start off saying we're not biased in any way. We just want to get your guys' feedback and see what you guys got to say about this. So, Mark, how do you feel about the kneeling? I mean, not you in general, but the right. reaction to the public about people kneeling during the National Anthem, knowing that it's such a major... Topic and issue mm. in the country right now police reform, right? That people are still angry that people are kneeling.
0: You are right, we are getting into the controversy just right away, huh? Um, so it is a really important subject, um, especially right now. I know that we weren't sure if we wanted to get into this, but you're right, like, this is such an important topic right now, especially in sports, um, you know. The other night before the Knights game, you had Ryan Reeves and Robin Leonard kneel. Um, and just the the negative reaction that I saw on Facebook um, because I saw that Fox News posted something about it. Yeah, yeah. And I went through the comments a little bit and, man, like – I was so surprised to see how negative right. Like people are about this still.
1: Especially coming from Las Vegas, where right. it's very diverse. Like, exactly. We have people from all around the world mm-hmm. who travel here, live here, move here, just because where they live sucks. Yeah. And Vegas is great.
0: It's Yeah. And, I mean, if you were to sit down, I, th- I think – the misconception with the whole kneeling thing still is that it's disrespectful towards the military or the flag. Right. And, and I think at first, a lot of people thought about right. that. Like, and, well, and I think some people still do think that way. And that's why there's such a negative reaction. And, um, what you listen to these guys and you see the responses, um, because it is so controversial. Like, you know, like guys have to explain why they're even standing for the national anthem right, right now, which is crazy. Um, but, it has nothing to do with the military, no. you know? And even Ryan Reeves after the game the other night said he has the utmost respect for the men and women who serve. You know, it has nothing to do with the flag. And same thing with Robin Leonard. He said it has nothing to do with politics. It's just a human rights thing at right. this point. And, and to see that people are actually not going to watch, you know, the it's Knights or, or football or any, or basketball, just because of that, you know, like, it doesn't bother me, you know? Like, I see it. I understand why they're doing it at this point, And I watch the game and I enjoy it. Right. You know it, what I mean? It's not like
1: they're kneeling and, and halting the game. It's right. It's not like they're stopping you from watching sports and enjoying mm-hmm. it. It's not like it's affecting it anymore. Yeah. It's just a, a, a peaceful protest right now. Because like you said earlier, most people now don't want riots in the street. There's looting all because of this. How do you want these guys to protest? Yeah. This is a...
0: And that's not to say that we think the protests are all that. Because they're not. Because they're obviously not. A lot of good has come from the protesting. Um, Just what we see in the media and what people are responding to, unfortunately, is the looting, is the businesses being broken into, stuff like that. And it's really just a way for these athletes to show their support Um, in these crazy, crazy times that we're living in. And I think to react negatively to these guys kneeling, um, rather than, you know, they could be out in the streets, they could be doing stuff that's not, you know, that could be hurting the community, but it's just a simple way to show that they're with the, with the, the movements and Black Lives Matter and making sure everyone has that equality, um, so if you're either way you see it, um, it is it is a weird time right now. But uh,
1: and, and I mean kneeling isn't the only way to protest it. Yeah, I mean we all seen the NBS, NBA star Jonathan Isaac. Mm-hmm. He stood um, during the national anthem with his team. His team kneeled. He stood, and he said it's. Not his way of protesting. He doesn't see kneeling is the only way of protesting uh, social justice. Yeah. So, you know, he brought his religion into it, and we uh, we understand that as well. So not everybody has to kneel to show they support it. And, of course, this gentleman supports it, Mm -hmm. but he's just going to show
0: it in his own different way. Exactly. And I think that's what we just need to remember is that this is, like, something that we all should get behind – kneeling, not kneeling, you know, like to have such a strong reaction to it either way, negative or positive, you know, like these guys are just trying to get their points out there. Um, And and that's just what I kind of wanted to say about it. Um, I don't really want to get too much into it, but to not watch your favorite teams over something like that is just weird to me. I mean, I've seen it everywhere. (laughs) I've seen
1: Everybody from soccer, baseball, football, the whole nine say, if my team kneels this year, I'm not going to watch them. Yeah. And then I just go to think like, you know, your are part of your team probably kneeled last year. Yeah. And now it's more blatantly out there. It's more like it, something in needs to change. Yeah. Something yeah. needs to change. And the fact that people are still upset about this, it just, it's ludicrous.
0: Right. Right. And, and even when it first started, like when Colin Kaepernick started this movement, it's like I saw it and I was like, okay. And even then I was like, I really didn't even think that much past it. I right. was like, I'm still gonna enjoy football. Right.
1: It doesn't <laughs> affect the way <laughs> I'm gonna turn I'm gonna
0: turn off the game and I'm not watching the NFL anymore. I'm like, there's so many other things to actually be upset about right. and not watch a sport over than something like that. But, you know, I, I uh I digress. I don't like I said, we don't wanna get into it too much to where, you know, it's starting to sound political, but you know, I just I thought the reaction, the negative reaction, especially to someone like Ryan Reeves, right. who has given back so much to the Las Vegas community in the short time he's been here, was just it was just bizarre. It's a little bit bizarre to me. Um, but yeah, we're, we're gonna move past it. Uh, we just thought it was important to kind of get into it a little bit. We definitely. didn't wanna, we don't wanna shy away from subjects like this. Um, but we, you know, definitely wanted to voice our opinions on it. You know, just kind of give our support to movements like that. You know, whether you di- agree with it, disagree with it, I think we can all agree that we all kind of want to be treated equally right? Exactly. at the end of the day. Um, But moving past that, we got sports back. Sports a are back. Of, a lot of sports. In full swing. It kind of feels right. It's honestly going to be a crazy
1: fall into winter once football starts. Yep. And then you have. You know, the finals in hockey, mm-hmm. the finals in baseball, the finals in uh, basketball. Right. I mean, it's almost I, like a sports veteran's dream going on. Right, right I now. love it.
0: <laughs> as as much as it, how horrible it was, you know, during those like four months where everything was on pause, and it's all just tennis. like <laughs> watching table tennis, darts, Darts. Australian rules football, which is awesome still, by the way. I, I still think you guys should get behind that one. But, uh, yeah, we got basketball on every day. We have hockey on every day. We have baseball on every day. It's from when you wake up to when you go to sleep. Yeah. And even past when you go to sleep because you do have other like sports.
1: Double headers. That right. Go late now.
0: Seven innings, which is still a little weird.
1: Yeah, we'll get used to that one.
0: But, uh, uh, I, I don't know if you're going to get used to that. It's I mean, you it's have to the norm right now. for now this year. Um, but, yeah, like kind of going into that. After we recorded last week, you know, we were it was kind of just the Marlins and a couple of the Phillies that were sick. Um, as we're speaking today, the Marlins are back on the field. Yeah. Four and one. I mean
1: right. are they the new Dodgers? Oh
0: yeah. <laughs> are the Marlins just the team to beat in the NL? Maybe
1: nobody even wants to like catch their ball
0: right. he doesn't have covid right oh so right. this so you're saying that they did this on purpose right was, okay why not <laughs> um why they got to lose shit um but now you have the cardinals who i think it was 13
1: positive tests
0: 13 and that was after everything came out about the marlins and phillies right. um so because of that you've almost had 40 games since the marlins have tested positive be suspended due to coronavirus. And I think when it all started to go down, like we were pretty optimistic last show yeah, about yeah. about the season being finished. And then when that started to come out, like literally the next day, I was like, uh-oh, right. like this What's doesn't look happen? good.
1: How are you going to reschedule 35 games versus right, right. 60 games?
0: But to baseball's credit, they do seem extremely motivated to get this season done.
1: I think they said they're not going to suspend.
0: No, it. no.
1: I mean, unless like an epidemic happens yeah. within the MLB. Itself. Unless you
0: have like eight, nine, 10 teams at one time that can't play. I think they're just rolling with the punches right now. Right.
1: These you know, like the too.
0: Phillies are playing double headers almost every day right now. The Marlins are going to be playing double headers almost every day right now. And because of that, they have shortened doubleheaders to seven inning games. Like, that's weird.
1: Right. It is weird because it's not normal. But for all you sports bettors out there, mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about the relief pitchers
0: coming in and screwing it up. So, or, um, or does it bring in the relievers a lot earlier? Because I was watching the Yankees today. Jay Hap, who's terrible. We won't get into that. Um, he only went. I think an inning in a third, um, Jonathan Luizaga only went, I think, two innings. So a lot of these managers are treating it, you know, once they get through like two or three innings, they're treating it like they've pitched like five. So they're bringing in relievers like in the third and fourth inning.
1: I think it's definitely going to have a negative effect then yeah. on how the managers control the game. Yeah. And because, yeah, why well, have – Because now either you're going to have – Your starter pitch, if he's pitching great all seven innings, Mm -hmm. or like you said, in two, three innings, they're going to treat it like it's the fifth, sixth inning
0: and pull him. So it'll be interesting to see how the managers roll with that. And I know a lot of players weren't exactly happy, and I know I've seen a lot of reaction to the whole seven inning things, obviously not very positive, but I understand it. You know, like, you've already had so many players go down with injury because they weren't playing for two, three months. Then they had to ramp up and get season ready in two weeks. Now you have a lot of pitchers that are going down with, like, Tommy John and elbow issues because they had to go so quickly. So I understand where they don't want to put all this stress on the players and stuff like that. But, yeah, it just – this season just like keeps becoming more and more of a novelty, which kind of sucks at the end of the day because now you have games that aren't even seven innings. Like, you know, you got players that are going back and forth from the alternate side and guys going down because of injury. You and guys, you also have
1: games going longer now because that new overtime rule you place them yeah. in on second base, I right? Mean, just to get to second base is pretty hard now one single and you, you're scoring. The other team, score, 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 score. So I get it. They tried to make it shorter mm-hmm. by making it easier to score at the end of the game, um, get runs in. But I, and I think in theory it's flipped that because yeah. now you have people scoring back-to-back and then it just pushes it to 13 innings.
0: I think more than anything it's going to affect totals yeah. on, on, during like four baseball games. And for you guys that don't know what that is – a total for a baseball game, basketball, football, the sports odd makers will set a number. So say you have the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks and they set that total at 9. So either you want those teams to score more than 9 or less than 9 combined. So when you have that now, say you got a 3-3 game going into the 10th inning,
1: and, over seven. and
0: now you have a runner on second base... With no outs off top. Yeah. So, yeah, like you said, that could affect a lot of totals going forward. Um, Life's too short to bet the under.
1: <laughs> bet the over.
0: I don't know. Okay, and speaking of that, yeah. you sent me something that was really interesting the other day, that every freaking NBA game, the total is going over. Oh, yeah. Like every single yeah, one. Yeah, that was
1: day one or day one and two. Just It just was crazy. I think... I don't know if they're trying to have less contact because of COVID or something or just not playing
0: defense, but, I mean, it was just a shootout
1: all games.
0: I think what I've noticed, at least with the NBA these last few years, is it is definitely going away from defense. And it's not like not even – you can't argue it, really. Because you have teams scoring like 130, 140 points in regulation.
1: Well, yeah, because you have teams like the Rockets and the Blazers who live and die by the
0: three right? Right. So you know, the Rockets and Bucks, I think the total was two forty-five the other day. Two hundred forty-five points. I don't think they hit it, but they came close. And it's just nuts how much these teams are scoring. And I don't think it's because of the bubble. I don't think it's cause of coronavirus. I think that's just how the NBA is now. I mean, no one really plays defense. It's all kind of just
1: no fans, How no many crowd.
0: how many points you can score? How good you look doing it? And I it just doesn't. It's not super appealing to me. But man, do these teams just score like freaking crazy now? I mean, because I think also part of it is
1: you got these big men who used to just be you know dunk and yeah. block people out there shooting threes like yep. they're Kobe. Right. I mean, it's just crazy. Like Taco Fog, he's out there
0: shooting threes, and it's just like
1: what. He's taco
0: ball is coming for steph curry's crown right, right. <laughs> how tall is he like seven six some absurd number and he's knocking he's down nba three-pointers how amazing is that you got deandre ayton out there shooting threes like these guys are traditional like not okay there's not a traditional center in any sense of the word anymore but these guys are your big guys Posting up from outside and just knocking down three points. Right. Now you got to be. How do you even block that? How do you even try to you just don't. block a
1: guy who's 7
0: 5 shooting the three? You can't. I mean, it's like shooting from the roof. Imagine if Shaquille O'Neal could have shot threes. Imagine if he could have shot from the free throw line. Well, that's a big one, too. <laughs> <laughs> but you got, you do have guys that are like really good three point shooters that are like horrible free throw shooters. I think it's just a jump shot. At it's your so strange. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, it, it, it's just nice to have sports back. I love just it. Just going back to that, like watching the Knights the other night. Even though we went down, right? We we, we, tried we looked it bad. So fast. We looked bad there for the second whole second period, and then just out of nowhere, boom, boom! The Knights boom. do what the Knights do, right. and then just put four on. That's them. how no we, matter we are. Ten minutes. We just like to shoot late. It's either it's either we give up a lot of goals really quickly. Or we just score a lot of goals really quickly. yeah. And that's the one thing the Knights do really well is they always have pressure on the other team. yeah. And so you're never – the Knights are never really out of it or like you never feel like they're out of it. Because I know when they went down 3-1, I was like, okay, this kind of sucks. Like everyone was talking how motivated they looked and all this stuff. And for them to go down, especially with Leonard and Net. And me personally, I think Leonard's the way you go through the playoffs. I know that's not going to be a popular opinion upon, uh, among Knights fans. Um, I think it's time to, you know, I said, thank, thank Mark Andre for his time. But you, uh, you lock up Leonard if you can because the dude is like seven years younger and in the prime of his career, and he just looks real nice. I'm not sad, though, or mad that we have
1: both of them. Oh, it's a beautiful problem to have. Right. It's a beautiful problem. Because, I mean – you know, when one's resting, the other one's out there. Giving it a hundred percent and credit to Margaret and Fleury, the first two years have mm-hmm. been great. And I wouldn't have a bet, uh, start with a better goalie. But I mean, Leonard right now, like you said, he's the future.
0: Yeah, and you gotta remember that DeBauer has no loyalty to any of these guys on the team. So, you know, like when they got rid of Gallant. I was upset. I I don't know if I was more upset than I was was surprised surprised because I was listening to Adam Hill, who is the Las Vegas ESPN. He's one of the hosts. And he was interviewing Gallant after the four game losing streak, like right before he got fired. And he asked him, he was like, Hey, like how are we firing these guys up? You know, we just had a four game winning streak. Now we're on a four game losing streak. And Gallant said that it's, it's not his job. To fire, fire these up. guys up, I'm like, okay, so then what's your job right. at that point?
1: you're So not teaching them how to play hockey.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I think Foley is just so motivated to win. Like he he wants to win a cup. Oh, definitely. now
1: definitely.
0: So I think that was kind of the nail in the coffin that four game losing streak for Gallant, and we all didn't like DeBauer coming in because he was talking a lot of mess. Yeah. A lot of mess Especially about them.
1: from the Sharks, right? Like. Right,
0: but I think it's all it's kind of prohibited now.
1: I'm a fan now. I think
0: we all kind of have started to grow like on Devour a little bit, the winning culture, right. right? And he isn't gonna think about sentimental stuff like when he's looking at this roster and they're trying to create that winning team for the future. So, as much as you guys hate it, I don't think Fleury's gonna stick around. Through his contract. Then if he does, he's definitely gonna be the backup. Mm-hmm. I think Leonard's definitely gonna take the lion's share of the starts. And for the better of the team, I think that's the right move. But uh yeah, they looked really good. I'm excited to see them play tomorrow against the blues. Um man. Defending champs. Defending champs. They did just get smacked around today. They lost or no, they uh the Avalanche beat the stars for nothing. The Avalanche are 2-0 in the round robin. The Lightning are 2-0 in the round robin.
1: Coyotes leading the series against right?
0: the Predators. And that's why this is so cool. Like A team like the Coyotes that weren't going to make the playoffs are now one game away from advancing. Right. You know what I mean? Like, And it's weird still that 24 teams are technically in the playoffs. But it is cool to see those teams that weren't going to make it before get a chance. Get a chance. And like the Canadiens were beating the Penguins 4-3 to last time I checked. And that series is 1-1. Can you imagine a team like the Canadians, who had no business being in the playoffs beating the Penguins? Yeah. Okay. So the Canadians are up 2-1 in that series. So you yeah. have someone like Carey Price who's still arguably top three goalie in the league. You have him get hot, there's no saying that the Canadians can't make a deep run into this thing.
1: So And everyone's rested. There's no Everyone's rested. Three months of yeah. doing nothing, staying safe, and all the injuries heal up and yeah. you got on every team for the most part. And now everyone's got fresh legs going into the play. And that's why sports is going to be so great this year. Because every team on every sport is fresh yeah. coming in and... Now you don't, you don't, you won't have fans saying, "Oh, well, this person's injured." Oh, we didn't have this person. Oh, we don't. You got full teams.
0: Worth noting, though, Max Pacioretty is still not with the Knights. He uh he had a surgery right before the pause happened, and everyone thought he was going to be back. He's not yet. Hopefully, it's just for the round robin games, and they're trying to give him a little bit more rest before um, the actual Seriously. series starts. Because he's a huge piece. Yeah, he was having a crazy good year before everything went down. Um, But yeah, that's great to have back. Uh, And don't look now, going to basketball a little bit. The Suns are three and zero. Beat the Clippers. Beat the Clippers. I mean, Devin Booker, man, like that kid with the Cooks game winner. And like, it's a meme now.
1: It is his, his, it his, is. his like I've picture it. of his,
0: his head down, He's
1: laying down. Like, did it go
0: in? There are only three games out of the eight spot right now. Only three games. And my whole thing about
1: it is the the top teams you thought going into this, the Lakers, the right. Bucks, the Clippers, have all been struggling. Mm. And I get it. The Lakers have clinched the first seed now, so I, I guess they can kind of relax. But they lost today again. They're two and two. Yeah, the Bucks lost to the Nets yesterday. The biggest up since 2013, right. the Nets were 19 point favorites. Underdogs. Underdogs. <laughs>
0: Excuse <laughs> like, me. That's a that's
1: not reverse a reverse thing. Yeah, I seen some uh, meme yesterday. If you would have put a hundred dollars on all the dogs to cover or to win, you would have won like eighty eight thousand dollars or something absurd like that. Well, Whoever did that,
0: hopefully one of our, our listeners
1: did that. Please doubt it, but yeah,
0: let us see if you guys bet all the underdogs and won $88,000 yesterday. Um, But, I mean, at the same time, like, all those teams aren't going to be playing their star guys. Like, they're waiting for the playoffs now. Because, you know, all the teams are pretty much locked in the West, besides the eight seed. And um, the Grizzlies, who are holding that eight seed right now, 0-3. John Morant, not having a great, great... uh, Restart, I guess you can call it. It's going to be interesting to see who makes it in that eight seed. Because if they're within two games, I think it was, um, of the eight seed after these eight games are played, then they have a play in game for the eight seed. Now, what if they're all within one or two games? Because the Suns, who had no chance or like a 5% chance, are now high are now only three games back. And they've only played three games. Like, what if they somehow run this table and go 8-0? and Could you imagine? I mean, they would absolutely get swept and mopped up by the Lakers in the first round. But I think it's cool that they even have a chance. Right. And, you know, Devin Booker gets to show why he's one of the best young players in the game. Um, but, yeah, like, it's just been a lot of fun. I've been watching sports I since I woke up till I go to bed every single day. It's just a three months
1: like hiatus. Of it. You know what I mean? It's like you, you need it. We need it. It's a pastime. It's yeah. a way to escape for everybody. And now I got. I watched everything on Netflix three times yeah. during COVID. So,
0: and that's interesting that you say that because I remember seeing on Twitter someone, and I won't name them, um, but they were like, sports is wildly. Not worth it right now and stuff like that. I was like, "How can you say that? Like, honestly, how can you sit there and genuinely think that sports isn't important, especially in a time like this? It is a way for people to escape. It is a way for people to de stress and forget about what the hell is going on in the outside world for those three four hours. Uh, like it, for me, dude. Like I don't think about anything else. No. you know it, it's. It's a way for me to relax. It's a way for me to forget how crazy and just backwards 2020 has been. So to think that sports isn't important is, I think, just a little bit asinine. Like it's what keeps us together. Those people, it brings us
1: together. Those people like to watch the world burn.
0: That's, yeah,
1: that's what those people
0: do. Yeah, and this and this person, like I've had conversations with about sports like he's a really knowledgeable guy and I was just like that's such a weird weird thing like what do you guys think like do you guys think right now that sports shouldn't have come back are you guys happy it's come back because I'm really interested to see other people's opinions on it um because obviously me like I'm a sports head hence the podcast so is Chris but someone's a more casual fan like do you guys think they should have waited do you guys, are you happy that sports is back? Are you indifferent?
1: Do you think it was a risk? Do you think yeah. it was needed while, you know, people are out there getting sick? Mm-hmm. That these guys are on the field playing a game. Yeah. These are these guys' lives. And they help us in our lives, like you said, get through the day. Forget our problems. Forget COVID's going on. Yeah. I mean, you know, it is still in there with players getting sick here and there. But when you're watching the game, you're not, you're not even thinking about any of that. Yeah. So I think it's a great escape that everyone needed
0: after all this has happened. Right. And these teams or the leagues, minus baseball, are showing really great restraint. They're being very smart how they handle their business right now. Like the NBA, since they started the bubble, have not reported a single positive test. And the NHL. yeah. That they both have been completely clean. So, I mean, how can you, oh, this is too soon, blah, blah, blah. Like, these guys are bought in. They want to be playing.
1: Right. I mean, and they're spending, what, two months, three months away from their families? Like They can't yeah. go see their families. If they go see their families, they're on lockdown for 10, 14 days right. and
0: they come back. Yeah. And, I mean, it obviously sucks that they don't get to be with their families, but it just shows how much this means to not only the fans, but how much it means to the players to actually get this stuff done and compete and have that, you know... Just normal in in a crazy, crazy world right now. So, I mean, I'm I can't say enough just how happy I am to have just all of this stuff back. Be able to watch baseball whenever I want. Be able to watch hockey. Watch the Knights again. Um, and to talk about it all. Yeah, ways. right. Exactly. It, it's it's a it's an awesome thing. Um, but yeah, it's uh, the Knights play tomorrow, three thirty. They got the Blues on tap. Hopefully we go up 2-0. But, you know, more than anything, this is kind of just a tune-up for them. I'm sure we'll see Flurry in net tomorrow. So, let's hope our boys start 2-0 in the bubble. They plan on being there for a long time. Um, And I think they bring home the Cup this year. I really do. Unbiased. You know, everything that I've read and seen is that they are just – they're bought in. Yeah. They're bought in right now. And – I think it's going to be a really fun. I mean, kind of still weird whenever they score and it's kind of just silent. No, you hear, you, you know hear a couple. Saw, yeah.
1: The Oilers the other day got a
0: hat trick. Yeah.
1: And there was hats flying on the ice and said, "Where are the hats coming <laughs> from?" And there was only like a few of them right. shirts from the benches. Yeah. Like, it just made you think, like, how crazy is it? Yeah. There's no fans out there. You get a hat trick and then you just see two or three hats fly out versus. Crowds of people running yeah. down to throw their hats out.
0: Did you see the other day the Yankees and Red Sox played um, on Fox Sports? It was a Sunday night baseball game. They put CGI fans into the stands. That's what Did the NBA you see is that?
1: doing. I didn't see that, but the NBA is doing the same thing.
0: No, like, so the NBA, I think it's just a screen, right? Okay. They have a screen with, like, fans or fake fans on it or whatever. Yeah. Like, baseball, they actually put CGI fans into the seats. Really? And it was the weirdest thing. Cause like I'm sitting there watching the game. And at first I'm like, I mean, what is that in the seats? And, Cause like you see movement. I'm like, okay, that's really weird. And then they start playing the game and there's like a fly ball to Aaron judge. And you just see like this one lady stand up and you're like, okay, they're bringing like video game people into it. And then he hits like a 450 foot home run and no one stands. And it's like, you would have thought that nothing happened. I was like, all right, well, if they can't react, don't even put right. them in there. Definitely it was good. it was kind of – it was cool for them to try, but it was just very awkward. I like
1: what Korean uh, baseball did during the pandemic. They were still playing. They had, like, stuffed animals. Yeah. They had, like, teddy bears in there, you know. All One team had
0: sex dolls. Really? <laughs> One team put Jeez. an entire stadium full of sex dolls. They got in a lot of trouble, but I it bet. was it was really funny. Yeah. It was really funny. most um, of them. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So every, everyone's just trying to make it normal. It's not normal, but it's, it's still interesting to see what they do. Yeah. Because like even hockey, they, when they score, they have like their home team horn that will sound off. So like, that's cool to hear stuff like that. They're trying to make it as normal as possible, but it just won't feel 100% right till we get to go actually see them in person because there's nothing like a night's playoff game. Oh no. I've been to a lot of sporting events in my life, and the very first, I went to their very first playoff game ever. Still the coolest thing I've okay. ever been to. Okay. So we miss sports being open to the public, but we're going to take what we can get right now. I miss it. I miss it dearly. I miss being able to go see him, but you
1: know, about not being able to see him. The Raiders uh, owner has said that he will not play with fans this year. Zero on their brand new stadium, yeah. right off the strip of Las Vegas. I mean, you can see the strip behind it. They will not have fans in there. They already sold out. All every game is sold out for crazy expensive mm-hmm. prices. And they're not going to have fans there. I think it's, Kind of crazy. I mean, I would do limited amount. The Chiefs, the Ravens have all come out and said they're going to do, you know, 16,000 of their 60,000 fans and try to social distance as much as as possible. And CDC has said the spread of it has – does not factor in outside. Okay. So I think, you know, you're outside in the venue, but – I think it's crazy to think a brand new stadium in Las Vegas is going to be empty for the first year.
0: Right. And not only that, like, how big of a competitive advantage is it that people still have to go to Arrowhead? And it might not be a full stadium, but just to have 16,000 fans and then they come to Vegas to play the Raiders, who really aren't even that great of a team to begin with, then, like to not have fans in one place and be able to have fans in another place is just a huge, huge advantage right. to that to that home team. And I, I, it's strange that the NFL is letting the teams regulate that by and themselves. I think that they should do it like either A, you're having fans, or you're not. Because, I mean, the Chiefs are just going to run the table. We're going to that anyway. Well, yeah, they probably were because they're just that stupidly good. Even though he is fourth on the NFL top 100 list. But we will get into that. Um, Yeah, it's just weird that they're letting teams dictate if they allow fans or not.
1: I think we're just going to have to see how the first couple games go. Right. And see how they control that. And if there are any spikes Mm -hmm. or non-spikes,
0: you know. So, we're just going to have to see. I mean, even going into that, like, the football season runs through about February. The NHL is already talking about coming back in December, like for their next season after. Yeah. Like they want to, well, I mean, that's when the next season's supposed to start anyway. So they don't really want to delay it that much. Are they going to just be like, okay, well we did the bubble for the playoffs. Now, now screw it. You know what I mean? Like two months later, it's like, all right, well now we're not going to bubble. Now we're just going to go around. We're going to let fans in. Like, do you think even next year, teams and leagues aren't going to have fans?
1: No, I think not to get political. Right. But after the election, after all this, I think all this goes out the window. It's still going to be out there. Right. It's still going to be a worry in in the air. But I think once teams get through with this year, which they were just trying to wrap up last year and – the current year right? that they will at least go back to somewhat norm, maybe not full stadiums, right. maybe like 75%, 60%. There's just too much revenue lost in not selling seats. You know, and not everybody can buy dish, the NFL package. Right. Not everybody's going to buy jerseys and stuff, but everybody went to games. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of money. They're missing out on top of still paying players.
0: I mean that's to play this sport. that's the majority of the revenue, right? Is tickets, right? And yeah, just to not have fans for two seasons, like we talked about a little bit last time. Like baseball's a dying sport, kind of. Not so much dying, but like popularity wise, you don't have a lot of kids watching it because I mean it is a little bit slower. But you have two seasons without fans. How you can't. You can't recover from that. That's billions of dollars lost. Not millions. Billions oh, yeah. of dollars combined lost by these teams. So it's it's gonna be weird, but yeah, I think you're right. Like financially I think they're gonna be motivated to get fans back. Yeah. And I mean I know I'd be okay with going
1: back. I think yeah. I think they're just gonna say, Hey, if you don't wanna come, don't come. Yeah. If you feel safe coming and you have you don't think it's a risk, then by all means. You know, would,
0: would you sign like a waiver? Because I feel like a lot definitely. of pl- a lot of places, at least for the first like year or two, if you want to go down that route, they'd be like, all right, well, you have to sign a waiver or they're going to put it on the tickets. Like if you were to catch COVID or something at this game, like you cannot hold us reliable.
1: Oh, definitely. I, dev- I mean, jobs are doing that to their own employees. Right. You want to come back to work? Actually, we're demanding you come back to work. Um, but also here, sign a waiver in case you get sick. Right. So I, I think sports will do that. It'll be in the you know Ticketmaster when you agree to terms and conditions that you are not able to pursue these teams if you get sick.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I've, I've been okay. <laughs> like I've wanted to go to a right. game, and I think you would have a lot of people. You'd be able to sell out still every single oh, yeah. game. But I mean, at this point, it is more player safety, which is totally, totally understandable. Um, But yeah, I think you're right. I think next year or even as early as this year when the NHL starts, at least you will see fans back. I think it's kind of just the bubbles are a temporary thing to kind of still try and slow it, but we'll see what happens. I want, I can't wait to go back to a game. Um, But yeah, I kind of wanted to talk to you about the NFL top 100. Because you're a big Chiefs fan. Big Chiefs fan. Big Chiefs fan. They kind of did Mahomes dirty.
1: Very dirty. Oh, I wouldn't say very. I mean, he was MVP last year, and I don't think he was top three then. And then they want to give MVP has been He's been, he's
0: been fourth the last two years.
1: He hasn't. So you don't think MVP season, 50-plus touchdowns doesn't get you first. So, okay, he didn't win the Super Bowl. Okay, so next year comes back, doesn't throw as many touchdowns, still does good numbers, wins the Super Bowl, MVP, and you put Lamar Jackson, who hasn't won a playoff game, who is considered a running back. Now he has gotten better at throwing the ball. But take away his light legs and his throwing yeah. is not top-notch like
0: Mahomes. Yeah, I to put Lamar Jackson at one, I think is just insane.
1: And I can see the Aaron Donald, and I think they put Russell Wilson above him.
0: Yeah. I mean, even Russell Wilson, like, he's great. Don't get me wrong, he's great. But, yeah, like, I don't think he's better than Mahomes at this point. No, not at all. I I think, if anything, Lamar Jackson should be in fourth place, and Mahomes should be one. Sure, I guess if you want to throw Russell Wilson in the second spot, but yeah, just very bizarre. I I don't like I get Lamar Jackson has had a great year, but he's not the best player in football. No. There's no way. By any means. Lamar Jackson is the best player in football.
1: And I think it's going to show next year cuz this yeah. year he came out and you know, we expected him to run, but he got a little better at throwing so teams are more hesitant, but he saw in the playoffs, it took away his legs and the Ravens just got shut down. I right. mean, the Titans ran the ball all over them, and their defense shut them down to that. I mean, they were comparing their offense to the Chiefs' offense and points put per game. So we'll
0: see. Yeah, I mean, Lamar, he, he is a good quarterback. He's hes obviously a playmaker. But there's so many instances of where a run-first quarterback just does not make it in this league. Mm-hmm. They have a good first year. They have maybe a good second year, but it doesn't last. It doesn't last. And, yeah, to put him in front of a guy that's already won the Super Bowl, to put him in front of a guy that brought his team back all three games of the playoffs, when they don't – when each game, honestly, they probably should have lost, but Mahomes put the team on his back. Yes, he did. Like solely Mahomes put the team on his back and won those games. And Lamar Jackson in the playoffs has looked pedestrian, if
1: that. Right. And he says, oh, I need to go out and win a ship. I'm yeah. tired of going home. You think someone who goes home in the playoffs is there is number one?
0: Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Dude, there, there's there's at least five quarterbacks, I think, that are better than him right now. Definitely. You've definitely put Mahomes in front of him. Um, you definitely Wilson. definitely put Russell Wilson in front of him. Um Drew Brees. True Drew Brees, yeah, like uh, Drew Brees is 12th right now, which is insane. And I he mean, he had a the,
1: crazy year.
0: Right. I mean, Deshaun, I even put Deshaun Watson for no Lamar Jackson. Oh,
1: definitely. Especially if Deshaun never got that injury in his first year. Yeah. He
0: would have been great. I mean, like, still, if, like, imagine the Texans without Deshaun Watson. They'd be maybe a two win team. I would have Hoyer before him. Hoyer, Matt Schaub for a little bit. Um, I mean, TJ Yates who who's actually won them a few playoff games. I mean, it was against the Bengals, but hey. I
1: mean, you hey, they win. got Joe Burrow now. We'll see.
0: Yeah. I, I, I like Joe Burrow. I think he's going to do really well. But, again, we'll see. Um, I kind of ra- wanted to run through the top 100. Um, we're not going to go through the top 100, obviously, because then the show would be about four hours long. I kind of wanted to just highlight a few. Um Kyler Murray is 90th. I think that's.
1: A little generous.
0: I mean, I think that's astute. I think he's good at 90. Um, he definitely showed flashes and he won the rookie of the year. Like, you can't have him in rookie of the year and then not in the top 100. I you mean, know what I mean? It is a little weird. I think as rookie of the year, was still kind of deserved it. I mean, you had. I agree. I agree. But they did show it in the rankings. They have Josh Jacobs 72nd Man, overall. He should have been rookie
1: of the year. He put the Raiders on his back and ran the f out of everybody.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with you. I don't. But it's obviously a quarterback bias league and it always will be. So I think that's why he won it really more than anything. But I think he I think 90th is deserving. Um Josh Allen is 87. That's kind of low to me.
1: It is pretty low. I think he did very well.
0: I think so too. Like he's – people knock him all the time for not being a good quarterback. Like He's got some accuracy issues, but he's ta- he took a Bills team that traditionally has just not been a very good team for a super long time, and he made them a contender. Right. You know, like he doesn't run a lot. But when he gets down to the goal line, he's like freaking Jerome Bettis. Like no one can stop him.
1: He's going in.
0: Yeah, he he he's got a freaking crazy good arm. Now you bring Stephon Diggs into that offense, like I think he's going to have a good year. Oh yeah, I, I really he do. Some
1: more targets. Yeah. I, I heard a rumor that him and Mahomes are going to have a throwing contest because you, you see, Madden gave Josh Allen a stronger arm than Mahomes. Sorry, Mahomes threw the ball out of a stadium. <laughs> Yeah, out of the stadium. Yeah, but so word is they're setting it up just like the the Tyreek Hill and the the what's his name Uh, from the Bengals back in the day.
0: Oh, Chad Johnson.
1: Chad Johnson. They raced and all that. Ocho Cinco. So I think uh, we're going to see who has a stronger arm there.
0: I think it's Mahomes, but I think it's just
1: a flick of the wrist.
0: My yeah, mind. it's, I, it's probably so night. close. Yeah, it's still probably so close. Um, yeah, I, I think Josh Allen eighty seven is a little low. He's definitely shown that he's crazy important to this team, um, and he's only is going into his third year. Like, yeah, he's got so much room to improve. So, oh, yeah. why people are knocking him like that he's a horrible quarterback is kind of bizarre to me. Um, yeah, I, I think he's I think he's gonna have a great year. I
1: think I like uh, Metcalf at eighty one. He helped the Seahawks tremendously. I think so coming this year I think if there was no Metcalf this year, they might not have gone as far as they did.
0: see I thought it was weird that really? he was rated even in the top 100 like i he's he's good and he's shown that he's going to be a decent receiver in the league but 81 in the top top 100. I could see him in like a top wide receiver list, but I mean, he's you're saying he is the 81st best player in all of football.
1: I I guess I guess when you say all of football, it doesn't sound too well, but they only have two other wide receivers below him: Allen Robinson from the Bears. Not much he did this past year.
0: You think he's better than Cooper Cup? Cooper Cup, by the way, is rated 89th overall.
1: I think Cooper Cup's standout year, which was two years ago, when the Rams went to the Super Bowl, made him look, you know, godly. But But, I mean,
0: he's been consistent. He's a very consistent receiver. Like I guess he's had his injury issues, but I also
1: the quarterback you could take into account that. I mean, you have
0: I think. Russell Wilson's a way better quarterback exactly. than Goff.
1: Exactly. So I, that, so that's maybe that's why the production fell off there than Goff.
0: Well, I think Cup has made Goff look way better than he actually is. So, I mean, I don't know. I think Metcalf doesn't really deserve that top 100 just yet. He hasn't really shown that he is one of those top receivers in the league yet. I mean, not like like I said, I think he's a good receiver, right? but a top receiver. They're saying he's a top receiver in the league already. And I, that's, I don't agree with that, just me personally. I, I think that's a little strange.
1: We'll see. This yeah, I
0: guess we'll see, like, if he has a bigger – he's not even the best receiver on his team. Tyler Lockett's way better.
1: than he Oh, is. yeah. But, but Lockett had that injury, I think, so.
0: Yeah, I mean, they
1: went I, to him. I don't
0: know. Metcalf was a strange one for me. Um. Let's see. We got –
1: Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs, 72. 72.
0: I, I think that is – fair. Yeah, that's fair. That's I'm fair. In. And like you said, like he Should probably deserved the rookie of the year last year. Um, and as a Cardinals fan, I don't I, – like I said, I don't disagree. Um, I think he's got in for another big year. Like honestly, they just don't throw the ball. Derek Carr is not a great quarterback. And now you bring Marcus Mariota in, in to be the – yeah. I'm, and even then, like that's horrible competition. Right. Like Marcus Mariota is not yeah, a good quarterback. Basically
1: either. kicked off his team for Tanner. Oh
0: my god. And I mean, and Tannehill was I mean, kicked out of the Dolphins organization.
1: Brought him all the way to the AFC Championship, though.
0: And that being said. Maybe that
1: was Derrick Henry's doing.
0: Yeah. And that being said, Ryan Tannehill is actually number sixty-eight overall. And I mean, with the year he had last year, That's if he if he keeps at that level, 68 is fair. Yeah. 68 is definitely a fair number. Now, do I think that he is a better quarterback than Matt Ryan, who isn't ranked, Ben Rothisberger, who isn't ranked? I don't think so. But, you know, the NFL top 100 is definitely like recency bias.
1: Right. And, you know, Big Ben was out.
0: Yeah. Matt and I mean, you could obviously have a great year. Right. And easily you could see Ryan Tannehill just revert back to the old Tannehill. And have a horrible year. this year. And I think part of that was everybody's playing the run. Yeah, you got
1: King Henry running down your throat, absolute so you animal. Load the box, and then now all he has to do is throw five, ten yards, right. ten yards. You get you know everybody running deep. He looks, he looks good. He does. I mean, if they keep that scheme going, it's going to be hard to
0: stop. The Titans could be a problem this year. They really could. Um, I just wanted to touch on it real quick that Larry Fitzgerald comes in again in the NFL Top 100. Is he Top 100 at this point in his career? Probably not.
1: I think he's been in the Top 100 every year since the Top 100
0: was created. I think so too. Yeah, he hasn't missed much time on the Top 100. Um, It's just Larry Legend. He's just that consistent. Even even if he's not in the Top 100, which at this point in his career, production-wise, he's probably not. But It's you just can't leave him out. Just what what he brings to that team in general, like off the field, too. Like, he deserves to be in the top 100 just for his leadership ability because that guy has been through at least like 15 quarterbacks in his career. It absolutely absurd number. Like, and kudos to him in a day and age where guys don't really stay with their teams anymore. That he will not leave the Cardinals. Right, hasn't requested and a trade. And I, for the last few years, have wanted the Cardinals to trade him. Not because they need to get younger or whatever, but just I want him to go have an opportunity to go win. Right. Like, I don't care where he goes. Like, it could have been the Patriots, and I would have been happy for Larry Fitzgerald. Right, because he just use, deserves it.
1: We could use a slot. See, too.
0: You slot. You guys don't need him. You I, got some we'll just
1: give him a more. chance. We'll just you give just... these old guys some chances to win some <laughs> rings here. Um one that I I don't agree with at all. Odell Beckham. Talk about a guy who is talented and good, but who's living off of his one great catch. Yeah. I mean that crazy catch, and don't get me wrong, he's a great wide receiver and he deserves it, but he doesn't deserve it. He he showed On the Browns, his production slowed down. Yeah. And I get You have Jarvis Landry around him. You have Kareem Hunt. You have Nick Chubb. All
0: those people. Baker Mayfield isn't the greatest quarterback ever. Him too. Yeah. Overrated.
1: But talk about somebody living in the past off that one catch that he's just not the same wide receiver. Yeah. I mean. Coming at 59.
0: Yeah. I don't think he belongs in the top well he belongs in the top 100 but yeah 59 is definitely a little generous for him at this point like yeah he hasn't been productive right? but he hasn't been you know he's been maybe a two receiver at best and like you said like that one catch still defines his whole career pretty much and him getting in the fight with that kicker's net (laughs) (laughs) and losing yeah and and getting his ass beat by it but yeah it's a strange one I think he'll have a bounce back here. Supposedly, he was playing through injury all of last year. But, I mean, there's a lot of guys that play through injury. And with how loaded that team was, you – I mean, I had him on my fantasy team. and I can't tell you how disappointed I was. Like, I never played him.
1: I traded him. I I, I paid a lot for him. Yeah. And I needed a better uh, running back. And I tried to trade him to somebody for Freeman. Right. And Sammy Watkins. Okay. Fair trade. Two for one. A one receiver for two receiver right. and, and two running back. And someone told me it's not fair. Odell Beckham is great. They denied it. They vetoed it. They vetoed it. I couldn't get this guy off my team for nothing. And the production, I benched him, I think, because there was nothing. He got had like three or four good games. Yeah. And
0: he only I had, came what, in dead like last. Three in or four fantasy. touchdown catches last year. Yeah, he was on my bench most of the year too. It was it was nuts. But yeah, like you said, it's definitely just off name recognition that he's still this high at this point. Yeah, um, and because of that cash. But yeah, if he doesn't do anything this year, he might be like that next really great receiver that kind of just fades floats out. away, like yeah. floats and fades into the into the sunset. Um, Dak Prescott. Number forty-six overall. He wasn't ranked last year. Um, I do think he belongs in the top one hundred. I just don't. I don't think he's that quarterback that's ever going to get this the Cowboys to Super Bowl. And the fact that he wants
1: all this money for what? What have you done? What have you shown? You can win games against below five hundred teams. He's
0: going to take to eight and eight every year. Yeah, because <laughs> they're games least are against teams
1: with 500 or better right. records, and it shows that he loses every single one of those.
0: Yeah, it, it it's crazy that that's his asking price. But, you know, these guys just want to make as much money as possible, which I can't hate on that. But know your worth, like know your value, right. but like a little bit better than that. He's not worth $40 million a year.
1: I think he thinks that just because he's on the most... Profitable franchise yeah. ever. Yeah. Which is a
0: Cowboys. And I guess, like, just getting to the playoffs is enough now. Right. Like, you don't need to win in the playoffs. You just need to get there and you're worth $40 million. Get out of here.
1: I mean, that's what Stop they did it. with Romo. He didn't get him any farther. Yeah. And they just kept playing
0: him, Kept yep. playing them.
1: Kept playing them.
0: Yeah. That Deck Prescott's a weird one. I'm going to um, revert back a little bit. Okay. biased a little bit. But right. Chris Jones yep. on the Chiefs.
1: Second behind Aaron Donald in sacks and pressures up the middle. They got him at 52. Yeah,
0: but it's it's a little strange. Um, the man
1: is a beast. He got paid by the Chiefs, thanks to Mahomes for leaving some money on right. the table. But, I mean, you're second behind number two on the top 100 in sacks and pressures. Number two, Aaron Donald. And you come in at fifty-two. I think it's a little low.
0: Yeah, and I mean, even if you look up the list a tiny bit, they still have J.J. Watt at forty-five. They still have him ahead of Chris Jones. And I mean, J.J. Watt was a generational talent when he was healthy. Right. He's not that guy anymore.
1: No, he's. You're lucky
0: there. to get maybe four or five games out of him in a year, and like just to show he was 12 last year. He has fallen to 45th. Yeah. And it, it's another one of those things, just name recognition as to why I think he's in front of them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, Chris Jones from this point on is definitely going to be a more productive player than JJ. Yeah. Like absolutely. 100%. But I mean, it'll go through next year. Chris Jones will be even higher. Yeah. Um, I think it's. I think a lot of it too is because not a lot of people know who Chris Jones is just yet. Yeah. Um, because he doesn't have that like big name like these other guys, but he'll get there. I mean.
1: And so that does that go to the show? But the top one hundred is a popularity.
0: Contest. Oh, absolutely! Hundred percent. Hundred percent. This one is weird. This one is kind of crazy to me. Jadavion Clowney. Okay. Forty first overall. Last year he was sixty third. Jadavian Clowney is still a free agent. How has this guy not been signed yet?
1: I heard a rumor that now the Patriots, with all their opt outs, right, can afford him and Clay Matthews, yeah, free
0: agents, yeah. If the Patriots sign Jadavian Clowney, I'm not even watching football next year. <laughs> I think it's all planned. Belichick texted and said, hey, everybody
1: uh, opt out. We need some players. Yeah, he's
0: like, I, I told these guys. I told these guys that they can't play this year so we can bring you in on that one-year deal. Right. And then you're like, yeah, like we're only bringing you in on a year because we don't like to pay our guys more than that. But, you know, just come in, win a quick Super Bowl with Cam, and you guys can go make, you know, $300 million somewhere else. Right. And then we'll just sign other guys and just keep winning.
1: We'll just go find the – UPS guy God, carrying dude, I, I, 30 boxes. I the fucking
0: Patriots. I don't, I don't get it. I <laughs> they're don't, so annoying. They're so annoying because they're so consistent. Like, everyone thought that this was the year that they were dead. Everyone thought the Patriots going to have a bad year. We can finally laugh at Patriots fans. And then out of left field, they signed Cam Newton for a million dollars. A former MVP.
1: The lowest the lowest you can sign a player for they got. And Cam goes out and says it's not about money, it's about respect, it's about recognition. And I and you know, if it was any other team trying to sign him for that little amount, he would laugh at them. But he saw Patriots, Bill Belichick. Now do you think Bill changes his scheme to fit him? Or do you think they changed Cam to fit their scheme?
0: I think secretly he's game planning to fit it around Cam. Because, like, publicly they said, like, Jared Stidham is still their guy. I don't think anyone believes that at this no, point. No. Like, you don't bring in Cam Newton and start Jared Stidham. I'm sorry. For, like,
1: three games. Yeah.
0: Maybe. It's going to be one of those things, like, they start Stidham in the first game, the first drive, he throws an interception. And, like, like all right, well, we tried. Here's Cam Newton. Right. Like, no. But, Bilicek will make it to where... It's going to be like a Cam um, Newton system. A mobile quarterback yeah. System. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, That's where the NFL
1: is going. More mobile quarterbacks.
0: Yeah. But if, if you're a quarterback in the league and you can't run at this point, you're yeah. getting phased out pretty quickly.
1: You've seen it with Phillip Rivers. It's so yeah. slow. Yeah. You know, and granted his O-line wasn't the best, but if you can't scrape a little pressure, then you're done for.
0: Yeah. I mean – Drew Brees, Tom Brady, like obviously all those guys have had success, but, um, and they continue to have success. But the new wave is those mo- mobile quarterbacks, like, and not the Lamar Jackson kind of mobile quarterbacks. It's the Carson Wentz kind of guys. It's the Patrick Mahomes kind of guys yeah. that can move when they need to move. It's and not,
1: still throw the ball. Right. The
0: it's not, okay, snap the ball. My first read isn't open. Okay, now I'm running. It's look, 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 right. I have no one open, maybe move around in the pocket a little bit to see if I can get anyone open last resort. They're getting flushed out of the pocket. Then they run. Then that's how they create the havoc. That's why Mahomes is going to be in the league a lot longer than Lamar Jackson. Right. So just like Russell Wilson,
1: like he's not a run for his quarterback, but he can throw on. They, the they're run.
0: so smart when they run. Right. It, it's well, not, it's not just like, all right, I'm out, I'm out of here. You know, like, they're Russell, they never get field. hit. Russell Wilson never gets hit. Like Kyler Murray, he runs when he needs to, but he doesn't get hit. Yeah, like that. That's where these guys is genius. And, I think he's scared to get hit. He's a little guy. He is a little guy, he's and little I don't guy. want to see him get hit either. <laughs> he's a little because, guy. Yeah. He imagine Aaron Donald just like a free run at Kyler Murray. I don't know if he would catch him. I think he just might. okay, just like blind. Yes,
1: side. yes. You know, you might have an injured
0: Kyler. Kyler's done yeah. for the year. And then he's going he, to baseball. <laughs> so yeah, he's going to go back to the A's. Um, yeah, I'm done with this. <laughs> Tyron Matthew, 39. Still hurts my heart that he's not in Arizona anymore. I mean, this he should be higher.
1: I think, and I can see where they went with this. The only safety above him is Jamal Adams. Right. Great talent. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. deserves to leave the Jets and go to Seahawks and get a chance and actually ball out. But I mean, what Tyre Matthew did to the Chiefs' defense coming in—I mean, last year we were ranked 32nd in defense right. as in passing—and we were we were atrocious. I was like, if you throw the ball, it's a catch every time. He comes in and he runs the field, and I mean, he's not your traditional sit back and wait no, safety. He's everywhere, he's everywhere, 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 and he's not the biggest guy either. And for him to come in and hit these people like he does and. And just how he the leadership he brought in and, and brought the whole defense together. I mean, that's how we won the Super Bowl at the end. It wasn't Patrick Mahomes winning touchdown drive. It was four and out and then a pick at right. the very end. Yeah. To 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 seal the deal with the defense and no better way than to have Tyre Matthew in yeah, there.
0: Yeah, I mean he's still my favorite defensive player. Like you said, like just the leadership that he brings and I think That's one of those, like, that's the thing that's overlooked in these NFL top 100s and all these rankings is, like, the leadership. Tyron Matthew, he is the leader of any defense he's going to go to. Yeah. Any defense. And he just makes them that much better. Like, he should be a top 20 player, in my opinion. Um, He's just that. He's just that good. Um, Joey Bosa, 34. Nick Bosa, 17. They already have the younger Bosa. Above Joey. And Joey just got a massive payday from the Chargers. Well deserved. Well deserved. Well deserved. Do you think Nick Bosa at this point is already that much better than Joey Bosa, though? Not at all. Like this is a pretty big gap. 34 to 17.
1: I think I think Nick Bosa had a lot more help. Yeah. With that D-line. Yeah. There's a lot more guys.
0: DeForest Buckner on right. that line. I mean. Like, come
1: on. So it's like, it's one of those things is Joey Bosa is getting double teamed. Just like Aaron Donald's getting double teamed. Yeah. But if you look at that line, it's like, who do you double team? You double team that Bosa, now you get Buckner. You right. double team Buckner, you leave a Bosa open. I mean, so I think that played a role into it as if he wasn't, he had more help. But. We're going to see. Hey, and the younger brother is definitely going to get paid. He's going to get his payday.
0: Yeah, and, like, even last year, kind of Nick Bosa slowed down. Like, teams started to scheme for him. Yeah. And, yeah, like, his numbers drastically fell. So, I don't know. That's another weird one. I, I guess it's not a huge difference. But, yeah, to to rank Nick in front of Joey by that margin after one year is, is pretty insane. Um.
1: Here's one that blows my mind: mm-hmm. Richard Sherman at 28.
0: He's Talk about he's, he's still over- productive. Yeah, not
1: not at all. And then he's he's smart and he gets the schemes, but he's lost two steps on the ball. I mean, he. It just goes to show when he got burnt in Green Bay when he got burnt by right. Sammy Watkins. And I, he's another one of those guys that I think is living off their reputation of like oh oh OBJ that he was great in Seattle. And yeah. it's just I don't think he deserves to be at least in the top fifty, but not that high. Not coming in at twenty eight. I years.
0: mean maybe not twenty eight, but I mean he's just he's so consistent. Yeah. And maybe not like Seattle Legion of Boom Days consistent. Yeah. But there's still I would still take Richard Sherman over, like, 90% of the league. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and just to show you, like, how consistent he is, like, Patrick Peterson, who is arguably the best cornerback in football for maybe the last, like, 5, 10 years. I mean, Yeah. He's not even ranked this year. Pat P fell out of the top 100. So that just shows you, like, how consistent Richard Sherman has been in his career. I think that's more what it is. I think it's the consistency of how he's played and not so much, you know, that he's going to be that lockdown corner every single year now. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, this is one we have to talk about. If you want to talk about disrespect, throw some respect on Aaron Rodgers' name. Throw some respect on his name. He is 16th this year, he went from being 8th to 16th. Of his- you think Lamar Jackson is a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers? You are not watching the right football. It's just a popularity.
1: And Aaron Rodgers has no targets.
0: He's never had targets. I know.
1: And they go out and get Jordan Love. Talk about, And then they want to say, oh, Aaron's our guy. Aaron's a-. Then get him some guys.
0: Do. And you'll get some more trophies. The disrespect on Aaron Rodgers' name. Not only from this, like, yeah, from the organization itself. To go and draft Jordan Love in the first round? Which you probably but, could
1: have got him in the second. Maybe probably, even third, he would have
0: found. Right. Nobody was in the market for quarterbacks. No. That late. No. And you still had all these top flight wide receivers at that spot? And you take a quarterback? Insane.
1: What was the guy's reaction you were talking about?
0: Oh, so if you guys ever watch anything... Go watch Pat McAfee's show on YouTube. They have a guy's name's Ty Schmidt. He's a huge, huge Packers fan. And he kind of looks like Mel Kuyper a little bit. And for you guys that don't know, Mel Kuyper is like the draft expert at ESPN. So he goes nuts during this pick, and it is like the funniest thing. I can't do it justice by explaining it. Just go uh, go to YouTube, Pat McAfee Draft Day. And it'll be like one of the very first videos yeah, I showed huge. Chris and it was it's hilarious. It was hilarious. But yeah, just so so disrespectful to our guy Aaron Rodgers. If you put a team around him, like the Patriots put a team around Tom Brady, like imagine if he had Tyreek Hill. He would yeah. throw eighty touchdowns a year. Right.
1: All he loves is a deep ball.
0: God, he would oh
1: I think I think if the if Green Bay does move on from him this year, next year, whenever it is, what team do you think he'd best fit in? That needs a quarterback. Any of them? Yeah, I mean, yes, okay, we go back. <laughs> but I mean, like, because the Dolphins won't go and get him right now. Denver? Yet. Denver, that's the top one that comes
0: out. God, right. dude, Denver. what? they have a receiving core
1: now, too. Yes.
0: Like, they'd be
1: dirt. And they just went and got a, Mel- a Melvin Gordon. Gordon from the, yeah. the Chargers. yeah,
0: Melvin Gordon.
1: And they but, got Lindsay. So yeah. their their running back is you know, their their running back team is good and their wide receiving team just got better. Throw Aaron Rodgers in there. What about what about this one?
0: What if he went to the Patriots?
1: <laughs> I think uh <laughs> I think everybody would be
0: <laughs> upset. I mean I would hate my life. The Bears would be another good team?
1: Yes, because Mitch Trubisky is atrocious.
0: He's and- another He's another guy, though. I think he's getting a lot of bad... Uh, he's had a bad year, but he's still so young. And is- even when he came into the league, like he got a lot of just unnecessary expectations because that is the draft that Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes came out of. And obviously the Bears made a bad pick, but that's not Trubisky's fault. You know what I mean? Like, I think they're comparing him to what those two are doing. It's so unfair.
1: But he didn't need to be doing what they're doing. He just needed to be better. I mean, they had a great defense. I mean, comparing them to the Bears' defense back in the day. Yeah. The... He just had to do enough. He didn't have to be great. Yeah, he had to do enough. just like Peyton Manning did with the Broncos back in 2013 or whenever when they won the championship. He didn't do great. He did enough to allow his team to get points and their defense to shut down. I mean,
0: yeah, but it's it's not like he has some amazing offense around him either. True. You know what I mean? Like his one receiver is Alshon Jeffrey. Like, come on.
1: And their kicker sucked.
0: Yeah, I mean Mahomes went into a team with freaking Tyreek Hill. Then he gets what's his name? Uh Mikkel oh, Hardman. Hardman. Yeah, who who is what Tyreek Hill and Mikkel Hardman are like one and two and like the top receivers. Yeah. Like M- Trubisky, I think he's gonna get better. Don't get like, don't get me wrong, he didn't have a good year last year, but he's definitely a guy that I think is a little bit disrespected. And even by his own organization, like they went out and got Nick Foles, who is paid like quarterback one, top of the league kind of money. So if Trubisky is another thing, like if he has a bad game, he could he could be a Tannehill.
1: Yeah, I, I think he will. But he's going to pop around from team yeah. to team for a while if if it doesn't work
0: out. Something's going to stick. Like he might obviously not turn into something, but he he has flashed that he can be a good quarterback. I just think he's kind of been disrespected a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I, Aaron Rodgers at 16 is ludicrous. Yeah, And with what he doesn't have on that team and what he's made out of that team, like they were on the doorstep of the Super Bowl last year. And everyone thought they were dead. Everyone thought the Packers were dead in the water. And, nope, Aaron Rodgers had something to say about that. But, uh, yeah, Julio Jones, number 11,
1: About a big jump here. Okay, Derrick Henry coming last year, ninety-nine comes in at ten this year. Well deserved.
0: Yeah, well deserved. The dude is a train.
1: They will. can't
0: stop him. He looks like a linebacker. God, running at running back speed.
1: Right, you don't even want to tackle him. I mean, I'm watched highlight reels of people who you could see the fear of trying to tackle him. And what they do, they just go for his legs, and his legs just run right through <laughs> you. Or they just try to push him just out of bounds. Just turns them into <laughs> dust.
0: <laughs> I
1: mean, it's terrible. It's like,
0: uh, like Avengers, like at the end where everyone turns into dust. And he hates like, like, that would be me. If I, I tried to turn like tackle Derek Henry, I'd just poof. Right. I'd be get, I'd gone.
1: You're gone. Obliterated.
0: See ya. Obliterated. But yeah, he, he absolutely deserves it. Um, they wouldn't have gone as far as they did without him. No, no doubt in my mind.
1: Absolutely. Tanner Hill no. wouldn't look this good.
0: No. Yeah. No. I mean, and rightfully so, Christian McCaffrey is the only running back uh, ahead of him. I think McCaffrey honestly could be in the top five. Like I think he to what he means to that Panthers team and what he can actually do, like I think he's better than Aaron Donald. Yeah, like exactly. I, I think I think he should be a, ahead of Aaron Donald. I think he should be ahead of Michael Thomas. The dude is amazing.
1: I mean, he does it all. All of it. All of it.
0: I mean, if Teddy Bridgewater goes down, they might just have him play quarterback this year.
1: Start to himself.
0: I mean, that's all he needs to do. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey is a problem. And if they ever get it right on offense down there, could you imagine if he was on that team when they went to the Super Bowl? They would have won it. Oh, they would have been even better. It and they, they were fifteen and off. what, fourteen and two, 15 and one that year? I think so. Yeah. They were ridiculous. Gosh, I, I wanna see him on like a really good offense. Just one give him that
1: doesn't rely solely on
0: him. No, no. For if they
1: can play.
0: No, yeah, if they can uh release him just a little bit like get some guys around him. Like this is a team where you're going to build the offense around the running back. Right. Like they're going to have to bring in a quarterback that plays to Christian McCaffrey shrinks. Yeah. Because he is just that
1: dynamic. Which I think they they did with Teddy Bridgewater. He did great for the Saints. I honestly think, I get it, Drew Brees, he's an all-time great Hall of Fame player. I think they should have kept him in when Drew Brees came back after his little thumb problem. I mean, he won every game. While he was out,
0: yeah, but that's the thing. Like they were gonna have to pay him starter money because of what he did when Drew Brees was out. Yeah, like his his just stock went through the roof, and he was he was already a pretty good quarterback with the Vikings. Um, But yeah, just needed to rebuild his value a little bit. Now, do you think that he is a better option than if they would have just kept Cam Newton? I don't think so. No. I think that's kind of downgrading a little bit even. Like, I'm not – like, no disrespect to Teddy Bridgewater. But, I mean, if you have a healthy Cam Newton –
1: Right. They just – they kept going off this injury. Yeah. And if it healed like they say it did – And not to 100. mention,
0: Teddy Bridgewater almost lost his freaking leg when he got injured.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, Cam Newton's been banged up. So to kind of – Teddy Superman. Superman. Well, he might be with the Patriots. That could be a scary, scary team. If Cam Newton is even 75% of what he was that one year, they're going to be
1: ridiculous. They still don't have any like wide receivers or anything out there, so we're going to see. Yeah, but— That was the problem last year with Tom Brady. He didn't have anybody. Yeah. And they still went that far. So I guess, yeah, you're right. Let's see what happens when we have a mobile quarterback. Yeah see how yeah, far they go. I
0: mean, it's more Bill Belichick
1: than anything. but I, I think so, too. And we're going to see this year.
0: Yeah, we are. Uh,
1: I've got a question for you. Who okay. do you think is the better tight end? George Kittle or Travis Kelsey? Because one is ranked higher than the other. George Kittle. George Kittle.
0: George Kittle. Just because once you go off of that, like Travis Kelsey is freed up so much by having Tyreek Hill, by having Hardman by having those dynamic running backs. He's definitely freed up. You could li- say the
1: same for the 49ers. They had Godwin.
0: They had uh Emmanuel saying, Sanders. Emmanuel like Sanders. they had decent receivers, but you cannot compare those two to Tyreek Hill yeah. and Hartman. Sammy Watkins. And yeah, and yeah, you got Sammy Watkins in the freaking slot, but yeah, yeah, I I just think I think
1: I think it's hard to debate the two because most people say Kittle's the better just because of his blocking.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's a huge part of it, especially in their scheme.
1: Yeah. And Travis Kelsey is a little chip blocker and go out. Kittle will drive you right into the ground and laugh about it.
0: And I think it's splitting hairs to compare those two. Like they're one A and one B. Like they're both just so ridiculously good in their own right. Yeah. Like you'd be happy to have either one of them on your team. Um, Talking about Tom Brady, coming in at 14th, I think that's way too high for him at this point of his career. Um, I guess we'll see.
1: It's another popularity thing. You can't not put him that high just because he's a goat, six rings, we get yeah. it. But we'll see.
0: That being said, put your money on the Buccaneers not to make the playoffs this year.
1: I hope. I They are going to be this year's Browns. All yeah. hype. They got all these pieces. They got all this stuff. And they're just gonna tank, just like the Browns did. They had all these pieces. Bruce
0: there. Arians loves throwing the ball deep. Tom Brady does not throw the ball deep anymore. Can't throw no, the ball deep. he can't do it. Accurate so I don't. Idea. I just I don't see why the Buccaneers are getting all this love to win the Super Bowl this year. You bring Gronk back a already- year after retirement, who is extremely injury prone. Like, it's not going to happen.
1: Lost weight. Yeah. Hasn't been practicing. Hasn't been working out, partying,
0: living his life like he should. But, I mean. And, like, who who says he's even that motivated to play this year? I think Tom Brady, like, literally dragged him out of the retirement. Yeah. He, he probably, I if he does play, if he gets hurt one time, he's like, all right, well, this is why I retired in the first place. Yeah. And he's just not. I, I don't think you're going to get that. New England, you know, 2015-2016 Gronk. I think you're getting a 50% version of him at best, honestly. Which is
1: might be what they need with all their wide receivers that they got on that team. So I, I think you don't rely just on Gronk like they did back then.
0: See, but and then it's so bizarre. Like, yeah, Jameis Winston is extremely turnover prone. But at this point, a 43-year-old quarterback. You think that's the answer? A 43-year-old quarterback, what are they going to do in two years when he retires? And they've already invested all this money into this team around him. What if he's horrible this year?
1: What if it's all Bill Belichick?
0: Yeah. What if Jameis – well, Jameis now gets to sit behind one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever live in Drew Brees.
1: And got his eyes fixed.
0: Apparently,
1: he couldn't even see half the time. And he still threw for 30-plus touchdowns. I get it, 30-plus interceptions too, but – When you're seeing blurred colors.
0: It's just a very bizarre decision for a team to get rid of a 24, 25-year-old quarterback for a 43-year-old quarterback and and say it's for like a future move.
1: I think it was just they wanted to be – and it it honestly has to do with revenue too. How many people went out and bought a Tom Brady jersey the day – he was like one of the top selling jerseys the day he transferred over. Now they have all this revenue coming. People are gonna want to watch the Buccaneers. They're gonna get prime time games. They're gonna get you know the spotlight until they show that they don't deserve it.
0: Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, I Tom think Brady's. Just makes the money. Yeah, it's definitely more of a financial thing. I think at this point, but I mean, they think they can win, which I mean, more power to them. I don't think they're gonna be that successful this year. Like I said, I don't think they're making the playoffs. That's just my personal opinion. You guys can think I'm crazy if you want. I think it's crazy to think that Tom Brady is at 43 year old is just gonna keep doing every. And even last year he showed that he's not that quarterback anymore. Right. So uh yeah, we'll see what happens. Um other than that, I mean, I know we all know that Patrick Mahomes is the greatest player to it's live lovely. right now. Like, and to think Lamar Jackson is, is absolutely crazy. Not saying that Lamar Jackson doesn't belong in the top five, because if he's as productive as he was last year, you know, he is a top three player in the league. But Mahomes has just done so much more. But, uh yeah, I so mean. That's our uh, top 100. That's our top 100. Um, let us know if you guys agree, disagree. You guys would have anyone higher. Are you guys – uh Are you guys okay with Ben Roethlisberger being left off the list? Um, Jared Goff, Matt Ryan. Do you guys think anyone should be higher or lower? Yeah, let us know what your thoughts are. Um, That's really all I have. You got anything else you want to talk about?
1: I did want to talk about one thing. Okay. The NFL pushing up the opt-out date. Right. Do you think it was a move to help organizations to help profit? Or just to normalize everything before the season versus having somebody two days before the season supposed to start to say, I'm opting out, I'm done
0: with this. Right. Um, I think more than anything, it's kind of just like you got to shit or get off the pot. Like you got to decide. I agree. Because I agree. training camps have already started for most NFL teams, I think all of NFL teams. And, um, you know, if you're like the sixth wide receiver on a team and you're probably not going to make it, like, you can opt out and still make some of your contract this year yeah. because of everything going on. So I think teams just want that clarity. you like, all right, well, we need to know if you're going to opt out so we up. can either sign someone else. We need to know who we're going to war with this year. Um, they have set a hard deadline by tomorrow at 4 Eastern, so 1 o'clock our time. 60-plus um, players have already opted out, which is – you know, I thought That's it significant. it's a significant amount. And, you know, the Patriots are one of those teams that have had at least six or, six seven, or seven players man. and, you know, pretty decent names. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's more of a clarity thing. I don't think that they can uh, operate this year with guys. Unknowing. Yeah. You know, and I think at some point, because, like, even baseball, like, guys are opting out still and they're, they've been playing already. So I think that they're going to have something in there where if guys are starting to feel unsafe that they can still opt out. But I think at that point it's going to be like, okay, well, if you opt out, you're not getting your money. Yeah. So I honestly think it's just more of a, hey, we kind of need to know if you're going to play because we're still having a year. Yeah. So, and um, I really
1: hope the NFL figures out how they're going to do it. It's going to be a lot easier for them once a week playing. Mm-hmm. Versus these NHL, NBA, and and MLB teams because they play so many games back to back to back to back. It's hard to, you know, track. But if you have one guy who comes down with it, you have a whole week to prepare. You have a whole week. And, I mean, if 14 days from then, that's only one game, two games, and he's back in if he's cleared. You know, versus he's going to miss six or seven games. Yeah,
0: and they've kind of had the luxury already to, like, kind of see how the other – organizations are operating under this like they they can't do a bubble because the teams are just way too big to I, be able to do a bubble
1: i think if they did do a bubble they'd have to do like three or four bubbles
0: yeah oh yeah, yeah. It, it would have to be like each division would have to have their own yeah but then you only have division games all year it's impossible Right. especially for the NFL, but you know, they've had the, the, the luxury to see other teams do it or other organizations they've seen with baseball. Like if you're even relaxed a little bit, this shit can spread quick. A wildfire. So yeah. they just need to be smart about it. They need to realize how seriously they need to take it. Um, there's millions of dollars on the line Yeah. for the players, for the teams, for the cities. Yeah. Um, So, I think they'll get it done. I think that seeing these other, uh, you know, baseball, hockey, uh, basketball, be able to do it, football's the biggest one out of all of them. Oh, yeah. So, they'll they'll get it done. They'll get it done. Um, Players will be a lot smarter. The NFL is going to be really strict, I think, about what players can and can't do when they're not playing. Um, But, yeah, it'll happen. Uh, yeah, like you said, I just think the deadline on the players opting out is kind of just them be like, yo, we need to know. Yeah. We need to know. We're Neither already we in the, the middle of camp. We need to know who's going to be here and who's not. So, yeah. Um, That's all I got. Sweet. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Um, this is a great show, I think. Um, let us know what you think. Uh, definitely, we want to get the opinions about – The kneeling stuff, because that is obviously a huge, huge thing in sports right now. Um, Let us know who you think is going to win the NBA Finals. Who do you think is going to go far in hockey? Who do you think is going to, you know, win
1: the World Series? Right,
0: right. Do you think college football is going to happen? I still don't. We can go into a little bit more next show because that's still being ironed out and there's still a lot of stuff coming out about that. Um, Yeah, we just have, we're going to have so much more to talk about now. And uh, we're gonna keep this coming at you guys every week. So thank you for listening, um, Chris. Thanks for being here with me. Yeah, of course. It's always man. always fun to do this. Fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Leave the trap comment. game. Leave yeah. a comment. Let us subscribe. know what you guys think. Yep. Subscribe. We're gonna have our social medias up here in a day or two. So um, look out for that. And yeah, just uh, hit us up. Let us know what we uh, you guys want to hear us talk about um, because we want this to be as interactive as possible. Anything that has to do with sports. Right.
1: Nothing's left out, but don't bring anything dumb into the question. We we just won't even pay attention to that. Right, right. So. Like, subscribe, share The Trap Game.
0: The Trap Game on iTunes. Go catch us there. Thank you guys. We will see you next week.
1: All right. Have a good night. Peace.